This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hello, everyone, and I hope you're having a fab Sunday evening. And thank you for tuning in. This is The Parenting Show with me, your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. It's May, and the end of the school year is quickly approaching. Uh, For some, it may mean entering another year of grade school or high school. And for others, it may mean taking that plunge into bigger things like, like college or university. So if you're a parent of a child who's ready to take that leap, you're going to want to stick around. Joining me in studio today is Miss Sandra Carusi. She's our executive Hello. producer and host of Inside Jokes right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and it airs right after um, this show. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. So Sandra, how are you today? I'm good. I'm excited about this topic and our, our guest actually because she's big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're lucky to have she, her. She's an expert, a parenting expert. Yes. And we are Just not. like me and the rest of us. <laughs> just like every... No, no, you know so who it is? you're saying you are. No, I'm no. Like, no, I need help. No, just like all the people without kids, they're parenting experts. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those, are, those are my favorites. Isn't that horrible? Oh, I just got unfriended by a lot of people. <laughs> it's okay. Lots it's of people. It's all good. We don't need them. Yeah. We don't need the negativity. So the guest we're talking about and we're excited to have in studio is... Kathy Buckworth. She's an award-winning winning writer. She's got six books out there. And her latest one, I love the title of this mm-hmm. one. I am so the boss of you. <laughs> so she appears regularly on TV and radio, and she talks about parenting issues, and she writes for publications across the country. And she truly is a, a pro and an expert. <laughs> She's got four kids. And none of them are incarcerated. <laughs> so that's, there a, you that's go. a win. That's a, that's a win, right? And that, three of them are adults at this point. So that's yeah, winning. Wow. Yeah. That's winning. Hello, Kathy, and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And you're right. It is a great topic. And I think one of the things that, that stresses many parents out, you know, just when you think you've got it all figured out, change, you know, mm-hmm. and whether it's changing schools or whether your child is changing or you're changing or so transitions are always a very, very tough part of parenting. You never know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to like be on your toes because yes, with the change, there's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be cheerleader That's for our right. kids, right? And be like, hey. Role modeling. Yeah. I hate that. I know. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> it's time so to be done. a good citizen. What yeah. is that about? I'm done. Um, I want to start swearing again. It's, all, it's also, you know, it's hard because when your kids are young and you sort of control at every aspect of their lives from mm-hmm. what they wear to what they, you try to get them to eat to everything. And then all of a sudden they become these teenagers who, uh, you know, they, you don't know everything. They have their own lives. What is that? You know, they have mm-hmm. their own friends. Oh, Not friends that you fix them up with on play dates. They have their actual <laughs> yeah. own friends. Um, and it, especially I find I've got two girls and two boys. I should just say, I have two girls and two boys and I they range in age from 15 to 25. So I've still got two at home right now, 15 and 18 year old. Um, and the boys in particular get really quiet, I found. And uh, I hear this from my friends too. They get, you know, a little surly, but a little more sort of withdrawn and it's not so cool to hang out with mom and dad anymore. And I find that girls can sort of go either way that they share way too much. You're like, I'm good. I don't need <laughs> any more. I don't need any more of the teen drama. Or again, they can, you know, not not share as much as you'd like them to as well. So it is, a, it is tough to not not know exactly what they're going through. So Kathy, you said you've got two girls, yes. two boys, two are still at home. Mm-hmm. So 
break it down for us. Okay. How old, like where are your kids? Okay, so my oldest stage? is 25. So uh, she, my daughter, she's actually getting married this summer. Wow. Exciting. Exciting. But she works, she has a career in public relations in Toronto, actually. Oh. After, by the way, she did a teaching degree. So there you go. That's a oh. transition. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. go to five years of university. I'll pay for that. And then now she's in <laughs> PR. Um, so she's great. That's Victoria. Then I have Alexander, who is living in Manchester, England, actually. He's working mm. for the, a hotel chain over there. Um, he went through a different path. He went to college. College didn't love him. He didn't love college. Uh, he ended up doing a gap year, traveling quite a bit, ended up doing a bit of tourism college, working at ski resorts, et cetera. And now he's over in England, staying in the hospitality field. That's um, awesome. That's great. And then I have an 18-year-old daughter who is finishing grade 12. So she is going through oh. a lot right now. Uh, she's been accepted uh, at university. And so she's uh, excited about that, but stressed about that at the same time. Um, and then I've got a 15-year-old son who's in grade nine. So it's his first year of high school. And it's my baby See, in high school, which oh is also gosh. weird for me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, well, and I've got three little ones, and I talk about them all the time: Samantha, Liliana, and Marcus. Five, three, and one. So I'm, you know, they're little. Yeah. The yeah. next, the next big one is actually Liliana, who is going to be starting JK. So that's going right. to be a big transition yep. for yes. us. That's going to be coming in September. But um, that whole. You know, I, I'm looking at you, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm getting the sweats. I know. <laughs> She's like, well, she survived. Like, <laughs> Maybe oh I God. can survive. How do we do And that's, you know, friends of mine will say that about different stages where, I, you know, they start driving, for instance. A friend of mine says, oh, I can't imagine my son driving. I'm like, that's because he's six? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't imagine ever a six-year-old driving? <laughs> that's so funny. Wait, by the time he's 16, you can imagine. Yeah. Like, it yeah. comes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you yeah. know, it, it comes as it comes, right? You know, like, it's hard to imagine the next phase, but it comes. So, my guys are 11 and Eight right. and the eleven-year-old is already talking about post-graduation. That's he's focused. ahead of time. Well, <laughs> he's actually ADHD, so he's not so focused. What he's worried about is because his troubles in schools now. Right. What's he going to do, and what kind of work is he going to get? Interesting. And yeah. it, will he get into university because he's struggling in school now? Yeah. That's crazy and that he's thinking about it at the age of eleven. Yeah. A lot of kids are. I spoke to the principal, and I'm on parent council, and we and I, they did some studies that uh, children' anxiety is higher now than ever. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Right. Actually. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sure. So. That plays into what we're talking about today. It does. And I'm not sure where, I mean, I think that's probably a perfect storm of kids having so much access to information right now. Mm. Like, is it they're online all the time and we're constantly yeah. bombarded by, you know, they're they're trolling Twitter as well and seeing mm. things and hearing things. I think parents today are much more likely to talk to their kids about what's going on in the world, in quotation marks, than, than maybe, you know, when I was a kid, my dad watched The National and went to bed. I never knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, I know. We me, were like right? in so, the dark. You know, so now I think that, so it's sort of that all happening, as well as there's so much sharing all the time on social media yes. so if one child is going through something everyone knows about it it's not like it's kept a little bit quiet so they all hear about everybody else's fears and anxieties and you know you, you know, and place them on themselves right well we one thing that I really I think we should maybe kick things off with and this is a big one for for you Kathy because you've been through it and you're getting ready for it <laughs> so I think what I want to hear about, even though I'm far off, is that transition from high school to college or university because I think that that's like that, that big step into adulthood. So we're going to get into that okay. and we're going to talk more about that. So stay tuned because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We are in studio today with Sandra Carusi, our executive producer, and 
parenting expert and author, Kathy Buckworth. We're talking about our kids and transitions when it comes to school. Um, It could be the transition from like preschool to like JK, grade eight to nine. Mm. And the big one, high school to college university. university. It's funny. That's a big one. And then, you know, this is way down the line. But when they leave university, that's a whole other conversation, oh, right? Really? So, yeah. That's, anyway, but you're right. And I have a daughter right now who's in finishing up grade 12. And, you know, uh, Sandra mentioned before that, that her son's already feeling a little bit anxious, even at the age of 11, in terms of um, what's to come. Um, the kids really start to feel it, of course, in grade 11, because that's when the marks really start to count. Universities and colleges look at grade 11 marks. Um, so you have to know if you're in the college stream, you know, the applied stream, the academic stream. They they make those decisions uh, sort of halfway through grade eight, by the way, in terms of, wow. you know, they have to pick what they're going to do yes. in grade nine. So it starts soon in terms of, well, we think it's just at the end of, you know, grade 12. It actually starts when they're about 13 years old, 12 yes. years old, you know, so mm-hmm. um, to making those choices. Um, and then when they get to the, to the stage where my daughter is, there's obviously lots of other pressures in terms of um, applying for university, which you have to do before November. Acceptances start going out sort of in February, sometimes early acceptances before. And of course, everybody knows someone whose kids get all the early acceptances and that stresses out all the other kids who aren't getting the early ones. And um, and the percentages that you need to get into programs now are so much higher than, mm-hmm. than when I went. So what are they? Because when sure. I was in high school, we <laughs> still had OAC. Previous to that, yes. it was grade 13. I so had they, grade 13. Yeah, so they got rid of all of that, which I personally, I don't know. I thought that, that having that extra year was probably yes. the... I didn't go. To, I grew idea. up in Winnipeg, so I didn't. I didn't have grade thirteen. So oh, and I skipped. And I skipped a grade. So I actually started at York when I was seventeen. Oh um, my gosh. And yeah, I peaked in grade two, so it was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was my skip year. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you're right. And you know what? I, I hear this argument all the time as someone who didn't have grade thirteen. I don't think that students necessarily need it, but I think it was a nice to have for some kids. But yeah, just some give kids you some are ready at eighteen. Time. Some are mm-hmm. not ready till they're twenty. You know, you're never going to find that perfect age. I was nineteen right? when I went to university, and I think that was. First of all, I was the age to drink, which was which important. Which was helpful. Very helpful. <laughs> For pub night, definitely. I had an extra year of driving under my belt. Right. But I, I lived at home, right? Italian girl. I wanted to get in the inheritance, so I stayed at home. <laughs> uh, but I do think that extra year, I don't know. We. I want the could... inheritance, so I moved out. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're so quick. I love this. Yeah, You're so staying cool. on for inside jokes, right. by the way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's that whole sort of, so where are they transitioning now? So you're right. Most kids are graduating when they're 18, right? They've been grade 12 or thereabouts. Um, and they do feel the pressures before. What can we do as parents uh, when they're at this age? Because it is tough because they are adults mostly, right? They're 17, 18 years old. We hate to think of them that way sometimes. So what you can do really is to be there to listen to them. Do all those great things. Like make sure as far as you can, they're getting a good night's sleep. Have family dinners with them. Make sure they're eating well. Don't overload them with activities. Don't overload them with stuff that you want to do that they don't want to do. One of the best examples I heard of that was recently uh, one of Obama's daughters didn't go to his farewell speech because she had an exam to study for. Yes. I thought oh, that was an extreme example, news. but I loved it, right? Because yes. it was like, if you've got big family things, you're like, no, you have to come to your Aunt Ida's 80th yes. birthday. I don't care if you have an exam tomorrow. No, don't do that. Like, that's just too much pressure for them, right? So make your excuses early to poor old Aunt Ida if you have to, or see if you can do something special for her after the event. Let them have that time because, you know, we're all cool. sort of like this to some degree. We leave it to the last 
minute, right? Oh, gosh, so yeah. um, my daughter has a math exam this Friday. We were supposed to do a photography thing together, she and I, on Thursday night. I'm like, we're not going. It's She's not going to enjoy it. She's going to be stressed out. We're moving it to another day. Hmm. So that's what you can do as a parent is sort of remove some obstacles where you can. What you can't do, obviously, is do their studying for them, stand over them and nag them 24 hours a day. It's not going to It's not going to work. You have to give them the space and the time to study. Make sure your house is quiet. If you have younger kids running around, uh, if you have another kid who's playing video games, if you, you know, give them the space and the time, make sure they have the right supplies. You know, if they need a calculator, if they need pencil and paper, if they need access to the family computer, mm-hmm. so clear the way for them to be able to get that done. That's, and, you know, a little, little nagging is always good, but uh, they have to be self-motivated. We know this, particularly when they move into university, they have to be self-motivated. Sorry. I like that. And, yeah. and so, and you had also mentioned um, their grade start counting in grade 11. They do. So yeah. what are the expectations of universities and colleges when it, it varies, comes to varies by program, obviously, a great deal. By university or college and by program, they will all tell you what the average was to get in the previous year. So you can find out. So if you have a child you know is going to struggle with getting, you know, 95%, um, you can you can sort of start gearing them towards universities that won't have that highest uh, uh, a mark to hit. Um, they'll tell you what it was before, but I know that my daughter, most of the programs she was looking at, and these are where arts programs that she was getting into, were well north of 80% so to get into as an average. And oh my so God. you've really got to watch what they're picking for courses. I know that in my, I think all four of my kids struggled with math. We ended up getting a math tutor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a great way to go. I sorry, I can't remember grade twelve math. Are you kidding? Oh God. <laughs> my my husband's no. like, here, give me your textbook. I'll get back to you in an hour. I'm like, give me your textbook. I'll get back to you in three years. Like, yeah. There's no way that I would ever remember like calculus and, and all there's that. There's a great stuff. meme that says, right. uh, "For the teacher told me told you you need to know what a parallelogram is. <laughs> taxes are coming up. Do you know how to do your taxes? Yeah. You know, or know. real it's life so practical true. things." And I keep saying yeah. to her, "No, so you true. will never use calculus again. I'm not no. going to sugarcoat that. Yes. Like you need, but you need it to pass. You know, grade yes. twelve, right? Yeah. Um, so find out what their challenge." Are, are subject-wise as well, um, and and help them out as best you can. M- many um, high schools have. My kids are just in a public peel board. Many of them have senior scholar, pro, you know, programs for grade twelve students will help out grade nine and mm-hmm. ten students. They'll oh, have that's fantastic. You know, that, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. English club, whatever. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's nicer for them to work with peers than it is to go for formal help. So find out what works for them, right? In terms that's- of extra help. That's good. Yeah. Pina, just so you know, uh, because I was shocked when I went from the transition when my kids went to grade one and two, tutors are really prevalent. And I'm like, what's with that? Grade two, you need a a tutor. Sure enough, my guy's got a tutor. Yeah, it's it's hard to I, know, right? Like it's, it's it's. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm that person now. Yeah, you know, and my kids <clears> went through um, one of the you know like a Kumon program, right? Yeah. You know, one of those basic ones. Yes, when they yes, needed, yes. And that the only Kumon only does English and, and math, so they they just needed a booster in that. But what surprised me was there was kids there who were taking it to be ahead of all the other kids, right? So that's yeah. an extra pressure. Oh, the pressure. No, that pressure. That's yeah. tough. because yeah. I just wanted my guy to catch up. Yeah, like right. just as a catch up. Yeah, just to be on the same level. As everyone else. So um, one thing, we mentioned acceptance letters. But when we come back, we're going to talk about those nasty rejection <laughs> letters and how to cope with that as a parent and how to, co- how to help your kids with it. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We are talking about transitions when it comes to school 
And uh, we're talking here with Kathy Buckworth, one of our uh, guests here today. She's an award-winning author, and um, she's got kids. She's got four. Mm. And, that, and she's been through this and is, is going through this with one of her kids. And we also have Sandra Caruso here, our executive <sighs> producer. And... We were mentioning earlier, Kathy, that Mm -hmm. um, there's early acceptance letters for college university and then just the regular ones. Um, But not everyone gets one of those letters, do they? Not everyone gets one. That's right. So, I mean, as the parents, you know, you can help your child obviously go through the application process. Um, You're going to see what the average grades were for, you know, previous years getting in. You're going to have a good idea. How's that of where your child's likely to get in? So if you want to steer them to to at least getting accepted, I don't want to say at least getting accepted, but getting accepted, uh, I always say to my kids, don't apply anywhere you don't actually want to go, right? Because you you don't take it as, Mm -hmm. well, I don't even want to go there, but I guess I'll apply because I might get in, right? Don't, Don't do that because it sets you off in such a bad note to just to enter like post-secondary it should be you're entering a field now that you really want to be in versus the general education where you have to take every subject um so you know what you're gonna have to be prepared for that as a parent and and maybe talk to your child about a plan b what's plan b is the victory lap as we call it here in hmm. ontario is that an option for you and your child is that something they want to do what Some is victory kid, lap sorry do grade 12 over again it's like your oh, own grade, it's like your own grade 13 and I got to tell you, so my daughter, when my my kids, so my oldest is 25, probably it was, it was probably about six or seven years before that, that the double cohort went through, you know, when they all finished grade uh, 13. Um, So, but there were still kids in her age. It was a very viable thing to do, to do grade 12 a second time, just to try to raise your marks. It still happens, I would say, to a lesser degree as years go by, it's less and less a thing. And some kids don't want to do it. They'd find it maybe embarrassing to be, you know, with kids that are a year younger than them who knew they were just, and other Mm -hmm. kids are like, no, I just want to get better grades. So talk about a plan B. And maybe if it's, they've taken the academic courses and they didn't get into university, they can take those academic marks and apply to colleges that might have a similar program they're interested in. Yes, those Um, are two really, really great tips because... Plan B, I think, is Plan B is important. Huge. Because then you're not setting your kid up for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. For failure and for just assuming, like, hey, yeah, this is the next step. Naturally, I'm going to go to college or university. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what happens then? And mm-hmm. as we talked about, not all kids are ready at the same time. So I think as a parent, we have to also not get too, I mean, of course, we, we might be wanting to feel disappointed if they don't get in, but, you know, not getting angry with them for it. Just maybe saying, this is what we could do differently next year. If you do grade 12 again, this is what we can do. Maybe there's summer school options. Maybe there's, you can start, you know, another program outside of the established college universities. Maybe you want to take a, a photography course or a tourism program or, a, you know, my son did some of those and it's like find other options to to find out their real interests it can i mean i've switched careers myself about five times i think we probably all have right so and my daughter who went from teaching to pr so you just never know what their final path's going to be so find something that interests them if you can't get them through the formal post-secondary process how about the kids uh so i have a couple of friends this has happened to and i don't know how um this prevalent this is is that they finish ha- uh, they're in first year halfway a couple of months or finish first year and they're like yeah I don't want to do this anymore and I, think I don't remember that in university because I know we'd get killed if we tried well, to pull that. Well, first of all, exactly. Yeah. I, I think what's happened too is for, I'm not sure why, but most parents now really believe that all of their children should go to university. That is the, num- right, uh, the number one yeah. thing. And I think Ridiculous. that just wasn't the case years yeah. ago where it, you know, it was like not everybody was suited. I still believe not everyone is suited to go to university. Definitely. And I don't yeah. believe yeah. every program can be offered at universities. I've certainly been through the college systems. My my son was uh, was going through that. And, and it, there's fantastic programs, at, at way different different aspects of education whether it's college university etc so i think letting go of that every child of mine has to get mm, a degree yes. there's no work for them i want my kids no. to be tool and die workers because they can't find tool and they right? can't find a lot of the trades
great. It's exactly yes. right. I'm good. Exactly right. And the other thing I think um, that has happened as well is, and uh, we talked a little bit about this on the break, is the, is the helicopter parent phenomenon that's happened, <clears throat> where I know many, <laughs> many, many parents with very special snowflake children who now cannot uh, function in university because mom isn't nagging them 24 hours a day right. to get their yes. home. Or helping them mom do the work. Isn't them helping or them tutor. or edit? I had a friend who was editing her university daughter's English papers. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. No, like they you're not, you're, learn. you know, they won't. They, and they there's no satisfaction from it. There's no accomplishment. They don't know what they're doing when exam time comes yeah. around. So you really, as you know, have to step back, step back every year in terms of making them take on their own responsibilities. And as we know, nothing, you know, success breeds success, right? So their own successes when they've done it themselves are so much more valuable and gives them their confidence when they enter that And you know what? I have to agree because now I'm going to put my other hat on. My hat Mm. of being an instructor at Humber College. And I teach the second year students. It's a two-year program for the radio broadcasting uh, diploma. And I see that all the time. What? And I what in particular? The the helicopter parenting the parents, thing. The parents, parents call, call you? No. <laughs> Snap. I have to say, thank goodness, I have not come. But that across. happens, right, Kathy? I went through a, a that couple situation, of course, yeah. I went through a few um, now university orientation sessions. I can't even believe they have orientation sessions for parents. Number one, let me tell you that. But number two, oh they do, goodness. and most parents go. So I went because my kids felt we should go. Mostly, <laughs> they tell us how big the check is. That's most of the session. Yeah, but secondly, they say things like. No, we're not going to give you your child's grades ever. They are responsible for their own grades. You can call if you want. No, please don't call me if your son is sick. I don't, first of all, care because I have, <laughs> yes. have 2,000 kids in my class, in my professors of 2,000, yeah. you know. And, you know, thirdly, yeah, if they're having trouble with their grades, don't call and complain. Like, do not. Even if they tell you about their bad grades, that is their responsibility. Yes. Shocking they have to tell parents that. But it is do. absolutely so. nuts. Where and because I think of this whole helicopter parenting um, phenomenon going on, the students are getting the sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by not that all, not is all of them. no, I'm just quote, no, yes, yes, yes. yes. So not, what do you mean, Pina? What are you seeing? A lot, not all of them, because I have some fantastic mm-hmm. students and um, and some that just need a little bit of help. Um, but they just they'll be like. Well, so what? I was like two minutes late in, in submitting an assignment. What do you mean I get a zero? Or, you know, why? Uh, I should be getting this and I should be treated this way. And I pay to be here. Right. So it's all right. fun. Yeah, it's all fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. We got, we got more fun coming up on the Parenting Show. You're listening to us on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. And we're talking about college and university sending our kids off. And uh, thank goodness we've got a pro in the house, Sandra. <laughs> and we've it's got, not me. We've got Kathy yes. Buckworth here. Uh, she's the author of I Am So The Boss Of You. Mm. I just like saying it like that. Know, Is that okay, right? Kathy? Uh, like, it's okay. Yeah, I am absolutely. so the boss so the of you. Boss. I see Kathy on TV and I'm so happy you're here right yeah. now. <laughs> I feel already a better parent because you're here. <laughs> and honestly. Good. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't know who Kathy is, then you need to check her out at Kathy buckworth.com and and maybe pick up one of her six books or mm. all all of them all of them all of them get the set get the yes. match set there you there go, you go. So. so we were talking before the break about the helicopter parenting 
and um, just how parents we need. To we're not doing them favors. We need to, yeah, no. We're, we need to get out of their we way. We need to take yeah. a step back mm-hmm. and, yeah. and let them like explore things on their own, discover things. And uh, and with that is is getting them ready for college or university, you know. And for some kids, it may mean, um, like for myself, I attended while still living at home. And I know, Sandra, you said the, mm-hmm. the same thing because you wanted that um, inheritance, yeah. inheritance yeah. right? <laughs> the good old Italian girl that you are. Uh, um, but a lot of people uh, go away yes, to school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, I really like uh, the kids going away because I think residence life is such a nice transition time between living at home and having mom and or dad around and then really living on your own. So yeah. most kids today, kids today, um, live in residence for a year and then they find some good friends and they'll rent a place for second, third, fourth year. That's mm-hmm. very common, right, mm-hmm. uh, when they're going to school. Other kids, of course, are living at home. Uh, it, you know, residence is expensive. Yes. Right. So, I mean, and that's you can't actually pay for that part of it with your RESP, by the way. So, oh, yeah, oh, you can't pay for residence with that. Only tuition. So um, you, you want to make sure and, and, you know, it's going to cost you about uh, the t- all in tuition and residence is going to cost you about twenty thousand dollars a year. Just FYI. That's right now. Right. Right now. When and, I prorate it for another yeah. six, seven years. <laughs> yeah. And more than half of that is residence. Two yeah, million dollars. <laughs> two and die sounds fantastic for my kids. So anyway. So, yeah, I think it's a great transition here. What I see, though, it's funny because I've dropped a couple kids off now at uh, college and university is some of the parents when they're, you know, I, I drop my daughter off. They get assigned a roommate normally. Right. So she had a roommate and the roommate's mother was, you know, oh, where should we, you know, put this and where should we put that? And I said, oh, here's the thing. I don't care. She's yeah. like, what? And I'm like, it's not my room. I don't really give yes. a crap. Like where they put stuff. The, the other mother used to come in and clean their bathroom no. once a week for them. And so my daughter never learned how to, like, and I'm like, oh, I wanted you to learn how to finally, you know, that'd be your responsibility. Um, and then when she moved out, same thing, two of the other moms of the daughters that she lived with were coming by and doing all of this work. And once again, I was like, I don't care. Like, this is this is You're what they're doing, learning. This is a disservice you know? to a disservice. your child. And my daughter seriously went from being a total slob where you couldn't see her carpet on the bedroom at home to being the tidiest one in her place because it finally drove her nuts when she had to really own it and, right? this and is, live in it. And this so. is Tori, your oldest. My oldest, yeah. And now you're getting ready for your other daughter. Yes, yeah, so my other daughter now who's who's 18 is is getting ready to go. She is a little bit um, stressed about moving out, but my kids have also by the way, and I think this is great prep for them if you can do it. My kids always went to a month of summer camp away in the summers oh, yes, from the age of about them. 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've stayed away from home quite a bit. They've had lots of sleepovers as kids. That's a whole other topic for a show. Why don't parents let their kids have sleepovers anymore? Anyway, Why so Why don't they? Oh, they're, oh, afraid they're, pedof- uh, they're afraid of They're afraid of I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So um, anyway, so they've had lots they had lots of experience of not actually having to sleep uh, at home, which was fantastic when they went away. That wasn't a part of the fear for them. That's good. They have social fears, of course. How am I going to make friends, you know, class, et cetera. So I was talking to one mom and, and her kids are in university. And I said, well, what do you say about the people who are like going to miss their kids? She goes, what are you talking about? They come back Thanksgiving. Seriously. They come back at Christmas. <laughs> they come back spring break. And then it's April. I know. Like you're gonna, so They're like, back more than they're, yeah, right. you're right. You drop them off first week in September, back at Thanksgiving, Christmas, two or three weeks. Right. Right. It was two spring, by the way, two reading weeks now i only remember one mean? they get a reading week in november and they get a reading yes. week in february really yeah when does yep. november happen did you do it at college? i only did february we just started at humber college we just started this past fall um where they got it wasn't actually a full week okay it was just yeah. leading up to thanksgiving okay so they had like why do they do this a week 
I don't know. They're stressed out. They need their stressed out. (laughs) And then you're right. Then they're back the end of April. (laughs) Mommy. (laughs) Listen, I love this. So I I know this woman. uh, She's an acquaintance. I'll say Um, her son, her son went to university. We live in Mississauga. Her son went to Queens. So my daughter went there and it's about a, you know, it's a three, four hour train ride, whatever home. So I was saying, it's great. They just hop on the train. She goes, yeah, we keep driving them though. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's like that far out, that far back. She said, well, I have to. And I said, why? And she said, well, because his laundry won't fit on the train with him. He had done a naughty single piece of laundry between the start of school and Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then I said, and then who does it when he brings it home? She's like, well, I do. And I'm like, oh, oh my no. goodness. So there, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to let it go. How's that? You know, and yes. yeah, it's crazy. Some of that so stuff, I think so. Um, <laughs> so we've got more coming up along with some tips. So stay tuned because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We're talking about transitions when it comes to school, and we are in the studio with Kathy Buckworth, author of I Am So Your Boss. So the boss of boss you. Of oh, you. so the boss of you. Yeah. See, get I'm it right, Pina. I'm bossing you around now. What's the gist of that book? Because <laughs> I love that go. book. I'm just the gist look. of this book was actually, I worked corporate and corporate marketing for about 18 years. And and what I discovered was many moms, uh, I focused on moms, many moms who were very together at work would come in the next morning and say, can get my two-year-old to put his boot on for like half an hour? And I'm like, where do our management skills go when we leave the <laughs> mm-hmm. office and we go home? Wow. So this is written like managing your family, sort of like a business, like use some of the same business principles. I joke about giving my kid reviews, which, which you <laughs> sort of do in a mm-hmm. sense, right? You, you should sit down and tell them what they're doing great at and what not just always saying what they're doing poorly mm-hmm. at, right? You yes. know? Um, and seriously, and, and the, the main gist of it, of course, is I actually am in charge. So here are the things that you're going to do because I say so. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Some I like things are, that. I have my mm-hmm. non-negotiables and I have my negotiables, right? Yeah. So, and let's take back being in charge and getting some structure, right? That's, that's, that's sort of when the basis of When it. your kids are like, well, I want more money for my chores, yeah. And then you're just like, well, let's like, see. Let's give me a business case. You. Give me a business case. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if you're you're justified, right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um so it is sort of, you know, letting some some of the rules from work filter into your family and seeing what works for you and and sometimes it just makes things easier to say because I said so and we're done. I always say to my kids, you can keep arguing, but I already won. So, yes. yeah, you can I that. I'm so. <laughs> I am so, so reading that reading book. Books. Oh, yes, yes. I'm all I need over that. that. So, transitions. Um one transition that I think that is going to start getting our kids prepared for that college or university life is that other transition from um, middle school to high school. Mm-hmm. So whether it be that uh, going from five to six, seven, eight, yep. or that eight going to grade nine. Mm-hmm. I did the whole JK grade eight and then went into high school. So 10 years at the same school. Yes. That's a lot, right? And, and that's all huge, I've ever known. Yeah, huge part of your life. And that was, yeah, that was huge. That was a big transition. Mm. Um, and I know, Kathy, your kids. Mm-hmm. My kids did the uh, K to six, actually, and then seven, eight as a separate school, and then nine through 12. And I, growing up in Winnipeg, we did actually K to six, seven, eight, nine. We called it junior high, which is kind of cool. Ooh, yes. And then, yeah, and then high school from 10 to 12, actually, was only what we did in Winnipeg. So everybody's slightly different. What I like about um, the switching of schools is it does prepare them for change, right? You know, and, and change is hard. It's hard for everybody. So whether you're going from grade, you know, five to 
to then six into a new school or eight to nine, um, you change everything. First of all, your friends in your classes, new people, what? Mm -hmm. It's not just one new kid. It's like, you know, 30 new kids or something in one class. Um, And it's also that change between when you have the same teacher who teaches every single subject. Exactly. To switching teachers for different subjects to different teachers, different classrooms, different kids in every class and in your different schedules, you might not even ever have lunch with your best friend again. Like there's all kinds of things that that happen because they have double lunches sometimes in high school, that sort of thing. Um, So, but all of those things add up to saying, you know what, they're ready for it. They're transitioning. They're going from, as we sort of spoke about the small fish or sort of the big fish to the, to the small fish potentially. If you were Mm -hmm. cool in grade eight, doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're Mm -hmm. a minor niner, right? When you get to grade nine. Oh my gosh, remember that? The niners. Um, Mm So there's all kinds of you know changes but you know what you go through that your whole life because then after that it's the college or university after that it's starting a job where you're probably the junior person and it's you know it's it's through your life anyway so I think the more transitions we can sort of um, have our kids go through before they're an adult it's 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 all good not saying it's going to be easy and there's always going to be a bit of uh, a learning stress curve and learning and, yeah. curve around it but they're making new friends they're you know um, having to prove themselves again because the teachers don't know them because we all know those kids that they get the best marks because the teachers yeah. Know the mom, or the you know their mm-hmm. mom's on, on parent council, <clears throat> yeah, or you know, or mm-hmm. the kids get a reputation for no being hope. good, etc. No so I they, just got a call from the school. That buzzing, by the way, was the school. The school. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, what's all great about also is the kids get a clean slate. So perhaps in they were a little bit of a, let's say a brat mm-hmm. in grade seven and eight, um, grade nine teachers don't know them, so they don't come in with that bias, right? They don't come in with that. And I think know? that's a great so clean mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it also helps too in socially. socially. Yeah, yes. exactly. Absolutely. It's uh it's it's a big, big deal. So there's that huge transition. Mm-hmm. Um and some things that I wanted to we found some great tips talking about transitions right. and, and getting, you know, your kids ready for now going back to that whole college and university mm-hmm. but um bit. Um some things that we found on thoughtco.com. Um just getting ready to say goodbye to your your kid when they go to college or university, um, and Kathy, you can you can tell us if, if this happens sure. or not because I personally don't know. But <laughs> it says that a lot of the families there's a lot more arguments that break out in the final months before college than ever. So they're saying like ignore those outbursts. I don't know. Did you find that? I did find that uh, particularly with my daughters. I'm just gonna say that was my experience um, that they are feeling the stress and the pressure. And they just need someone to take it out on. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a teenage daughter who hasn't slammed a door in your face and said I hate you I think you're doing something wrong so I mean that's just and then you know what it's sort of it's anthropology they're they're trying to prove themselves and pull away mm. my daughter is already 18 she turned 18 in February so sometimes she's being told she's an adult and other times I'm saying go clean your room like it's yeah. a confusing time right for them so um, I think it's normal I don't think you should ignore it entirely but you can't react too much to it how's that mm-hmm. you say in your head it's a phase it's a phase and but that- not, don't allow total rudeness and, and terrible things to be said to you but you know let it happen. I'm yeah. glad you said that because it, it's that goes to the next point where it says, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. No. You didn't do anything wrong. Just a part, you know, they're of your team growing up, right? Yeah. So they're just trying to, yeah, exactly. Find some independence and, uh, and differentiate themselves. And my next, uh, the um, book number seven that I'm working on, it's my teen book finally. Now it's Ooh. finally funny to me. Uh, my teen <laughs> book is uh, called What Were You Thinking? And it's it's more or less, it, I do, I'm do. i doing a lot of reading and research on the teenage brain, which we've all, you know, heard oh, okay. is basically missing the logic piece. I'm just saying. <laughs> so when you're trying, I remember sitting with my son who was a teen at the time trying to explain something to him, why he doesn't have any logic. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, that's not going in any, this wow. not yeah, going in the right it's, place. It's not right? registering. So you have to throw yourself back to when you were a teen. I know I bother my children just by 
existing. How's that? Because that's what moms do when you're mm, a teenager. Yeah. So yeah, you have to take it with, as you say, not personally. So that, that, yeah, that that's a big thing. Yeah. What about um, remembering whose college or slash university life it is? That yes, it's not ours. Yeah. This is their time to shine and like really put their foot forward yes. and. You know, grab the bull by the horns type of thing. So um, it says that, you know, as much as we want to turn back those clocks and go back to school, <laughs> change things up, we need to let them live this it's just life like and, and sport- go through this experience. Yeah, sports parents are the same way, like living vicariously through their kids. Get uh, over it. Absolutely. So let them really decide where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within re- you know, you want to make sure you can afford to send them there, it's a, you know, distance-wise yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, but you also have to understand, oh my gosh, it's changed so much. I mean, when I went to university, oh, wow. we we're, sorry, but I'm over 50, we were writing with paper and pen. Sorry, when I was yes. in school, now it's all... Yep. All laptops, all phones, all, you know, wired, all everything, right? So um, you've really got to understand that, that the way that they learn and the way that they're teaching, it's and totally, you would know this, Pina, it's yes. totally different. Uh, we so. use a system at Humber, and um, it's called Blackboard, and the students will, if I have an announcement or something right. that I want to share with them, I will send it through there, and it'll cool. they'll all get it. They have to submit all their assignments through there. Turnitin.com, do you use that? My no, kids use that in so, high school. So yeah, so yeah. we do all Blackboard, and it is like time-stamped, cool. and yeah. you know, it's it's pretty. I don't I've never exchanged a piece of paper with a student before right and I was gonna say my my um, high school kids have to submit all of their essays through turnitin.com which makes sure that they're not plagiarizing because it's so yes we have a plagiarizing and but my older kids are 25 and 23 didn't do it that's how quickly it changed do you know what I mean so things are changing that sort of that sort of quickly in terms I wouldn't have made it through university absolutely (laughs) without plagiarizing (laughs) you and me both (laughs) you and me both you us right yeah exactly and um, so, you know what? I've got, I've got some really good tips here, and I'm sure that you've got some for us too, uh, Kathy. So we're going to get to those right after the break. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We've got Kathy Buckworth in the studio with us today. Check her out, KathyBuckworth.com. She's a parenting expert, and she's an author. And, of course, we've got Sandra Carusi, our executive producer and host of Inside Jokes. We are talking transition when it comes to schools, um, whether it be, you know, we spoke a little bit about going from that grade 6 to 7, 8, or going from 8 to 9, and, you know, ultimately... Where do they all end up? Well, not everyone, I should say. Mm-hmm. But that one that we're talking about today mostly is that college university type of um, transition. So we were talking about some some little tips um, and things to get you ready to say goodbye to your kid. Um, and we're looking at thoughtco.com. And some of the tips they had there was let the student do the talking. Prepare uh, for not being completely prepared. And that one, I think, is a huge one uh, because you never know what, what's going to be thrown your way uh, or your kid's way, right? Um, and don't hover, but be there for your kid. And I think this is a huge one for all of us because parents, many parents use social media to track their kids and ask their children to friend them so they can maintain con- contact with them. Um, you know, watch and look, but don't post or comment. Let them have their own space. You know, if your child tells you that they're upset about something, um, just 
listen to them, you know, give them some advice, help them out. Now, Kathy, you've been through this and you're going through it again. You're getting ready mm-hmm. to send your, your second daughter um, to university. Right. Um, if there is one piece of information that you can give our listeners um, that are preparing you right. know, to send their kids off, what would it be? You just said it, actually, which is listen to them, right? You really have to let them take the lead in the conversation. What are they worried about? Don't say things like, oh, you must be worried about what kind of roommate you're going to get. Maybe that never even crossed their mind. (laughs) Thanks for putting that in my head, Or, you know, there's going to be a three-hour lecture with 2,000 kids in your class. Hope you're ready for that. Like, you know, let them, you know, talk to them about what do you think it's going to be like? You know, are you worried about anything? Let's talk about. So let them lead the conversation as always. We do that from when they're very young. You know, let them tell you what's worrying them. Um, So I think that's the, the main point. I would say don't uh, you know you may be very upset that they're going to school you may be very worried about them going away to school don't let that show as much as you can because it shows that you don't have confidence in them mm-hmm. you think they're going to mess up you know don't tell them to call home every day don't stress about it's that. it's a burden on them it is a, and let them say how often you'll be in yeah. touch so say to them you know call, call me anytime but if you want to text me for any reason do that too um, but let them set sort of that schedule and I loved your point about social media that you just read off there um, you know if they're posting something don't like oh cute top don't do that when they're <laughs> yeah, around okay so true. like because they hate and also you sort of want them to forget that you are friends on social media with them so they'll yeah. just yeah, keep posting things you're just right? there to creep yeah so <laughs> just creep exactly yeah. and yeah and I said and uh, and I always like to say that when they, they usually start you know the first or second week in September their first real break is usually Thanksgiving so what five weeks later six weeks later try to make that the first time they come home really let them immerse themselves in the first like four or five weeks of school and not come home every weekend with laundry first of all, not on. But secondly, just for that, they don't develop a social life right at the beginning when everyone is doing that, mm-hmm. you know, that forming, norming, storming That's stuff we right. talk about with teams and groups. They're missing that, right? If they come home every weekend, because the weekends are when it all happens, right? So I love it. let them stay yeah. there for the first And go to Frosh Week and all that Do, stuff. Uh, sign up for everything. I would also recommend that too. You know, if there's anything from a yoga class to a group that you want to join to a team to whatever, like sign up for lots of things, especially mm-hmm. if they're a little bit socially awkward. Tons, right? tons of so. great tips. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, If you missed any of this, don't worry, because you can catch it all on our podcast at 640toronto.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. More from Kathy Buckworth. Just visit her website, kathybuckworth.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Be sure to pick up her books, guys. Uh, Especially, I am so the boss of you. And special thanks to our executive producer, Sandra Cruzy, who joined us here today. Don't forget to join us next week. Sunday at 7 p.m. We'll be here waiting for you. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a reminder tip for renters that you don't pay. What do you mean? Well, if you're a renter, a real estate salesperson can help you find that place. And it is the landlord that pays the realtor's commission. Great, eh? So call me or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.